Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. The Sleeping Princess by La Salia Sir Jamie wiped the sizzling dragon's blood from his sword with the hem of his midnight tunic. The great beast lay before him, its skin burning from the inside out as the fire within blazed. A man could find great glory in dragon slaying, but only if there were witnesses. Soon, the body of the defeated serpent would be nothing more than ashes littered across the stone courtyard, leaving him no trophy to bring home and declare his victory. There was not a single soul for Miles who could have attested to his triumph, but Jamie didn't give a damn. The dragon was not the trophy he had come for. The seventh son of the second wife of a minor lord, Sir Jamie had very little prospects. He had spent his youth training as a knight, participating in tournaments where his liege lord, his father, had taken most of the spoils. By the time Jamie had earned enough money to buy a good horse, armor, and sword of his own, he was nearing thirty, and all his brothers had become wealthy in trade, or by murdering the eldest for his inheritance. Not one to engage in fratricide, Jamie had fled as soon as he was able, hating that his second and third eldest brothers had profited from his winnings for two whole years. Now, however, he was about to rise above them all, and claim both power and wealth unimaginable. Turning to the long stairway leading into the castle, Jamie made note of the tallest tower in the eastern wing. That was where he was sure to find his treasure, his destiny. Entering the great hall, it took him a moment to figure out which path would lead to the tower. The castle was more elaborate than he was used to, with many rooms, but eventually he found the door leading to the long spiral staircase. He began the long climb upward, surprised to find several rooms on his way up. Four stories later, and with his heavy armor shed on the second landing, he finally reached the uppermost chamber. The room was beautiful, with thick, woven tapestries of roses and unicorns hung throughout, and gold-gilded oaken furniture upholstered in richly embroidered silk. A large canopied bed dominated the space, and Jamie strode forward, eager to pull back the curtains. Finally, his time had come. Songs had been written extolling the beauty of the sleeping princess. In the hundred years she had been captive in her magical prison, many knights had tried, and failed, to breach the thorny grove and slay the mighty dragon, to earn the reward of a rich kingdom and a famed beauty. Jamie suspected that the bards had overplayed the story, since it seemed unlikely anyone would ever prevail. He expected to find a modest-looking girl with whom he could tolerate producing an heir to his new kingdom. Even if she were bucktooth and knock-kneed he didn't care so long as she made him king. Hell, even if she'd aged a hundred years, and was now an old crone, he'd take her. What mattered was that he would be raised higher than any man in his native Anwendale. The lands around the castle were wild and untamed, but rich. None had dared try to sow them, as the first few who had tried were stricken with a series of misfortunes. The land was cursed, until the princess was freed. And now Jamie stood at the bedside, ready to do his duty, and plant a kiss upon whatever sleeping form he found. When he pulled the curtain aside Jamie could do nothing but stare for several long moments. 
After a time, he realized his mouth was hanging open, and he snapped it shut, swallowing hard. The bards, it seemed, had not exaggerated. Laying on the soft, white sheets was a girl, just barely a woman, of exquisite beauty. Her hair was a variant of rich gold and copper strands, spilling well beneath the covers that were pulled up to her waist. Her finely arched brows sat above pale, translucent eyelids, with long black lashes settled against high, flushed cheekbones. Her petite nose, nostrils flaring ever so slightly in her slumber, trailed to her lush cupid's bow mouth, her lips a deep rose that stood in sharp contrast to her pale skin and golden tresses. He tore his gaze from her perfect features, catching the rise and fall of her chest from the corner of his eyes. His mouth went dry. The thin fabric of her night rail left little to the imagination. Lying on her back, her firm breasts stood high, rising with each deep breath she took, the pert, rosy nipples thrusting upwards. He knew that if he were to peel the night rail down just a few inches, those puffy areolas would match the color of her mouth exactly. Though the rest of her was hidden by the blanket, he doubted it would be any less spectacular than what was left bare. Stealing himself with several deep breaths, he leaned forward to kiss those perfect lips. Before he reached her, his groin rubbed against the large mattress. He hadn't noticed, so enthralled with her beauty, that he had a raging erection jutting from his trousers. Gripping the sheets tightly, he looked at the sleeping princess, and an odd thought struck him. Was it true that only a kiss could rouse her? Jamie had some experience with beautiful women. He was not what many would consider handsome, at least not at first glance. He had a high forehead, with a strong widow's peak and dark raven brows set over icy gray eyes. He had a strong jaw with a cleft chin and his nose was somewhat large, though finely shaped, with a prominent ridge due to several breaks. Some woman had once told him he looked like a proud eagle. It was never his features that would lure a beautiful woman to him. Most took one glance and passed him over as too rough-looking. Unless, of course, he caught their gaze. The smoldering intensity they saw within belayed the icy color and inevitably drew them to him. But with the few young, highly-born maids he'd met, that gaze always seemed to scare them. He was sure that the moment his young bride awoke, she'd take a good look at him and become frightened. He wasn't ready for that disappointment yet not with his cock straining to the ceiling. Instead of kissing her mouth, Jamie slowly ran a finger along the line of her cheek. She did nothing. Taking a hold of the blanket, he peeled it down, revealing all of her tempting frame to his gaze. The night rail clung to her curves, all the way down to her shapely ankles and perfect toes. Jamie shook his head. Perfect toes, what a ridiculous thought, but there it was. When she didn't stir at all, he became bolder, running his hands along her bare arms and over the soft swell of her stomach. The princess continued to breathe softly. Finally, he knew he had to see those luscious nipples and began to slowly pull the night rail down her lithe frame. Soon, her high, round breasts were exposed to him, the puffy areolas tightening, her nipples turning to hard buds as the cool air assaulted her flesh. The color was indeed an exact match to her rosy lips. Jamie didn't stop there, however, eager to see every last inch of her skin. He pulled the thin garment right off of her body, his nostrils flaring as the sweet, honey scent of her skin rose up to greet him. Letting his eyes roam her still form, he saw soft, 
milky white thighs with a small triangle of satiny golden curls at the apex. Her narrow hips narrowed further into a tiny waist, her stomach only slightly rounded as she continued to breathe. Finally he laid eyes on her breasts again, and his cock began to throb. He didn't know if it would count as a kiss, but he knew he had to taste her. Climbing onto the massive bed to kneel beside her, he lowered his mouth to lick the swell of her sweet mounds. She tasted as good as she smelled, like milk and honey. She didn't move at all, but he thought her breathing may have become more shallow. Letting his tongue trail in ever-shrinking spirals, he reached the peak, taking one pebble-hard nipple into his mouth, rolling the tight nub between his teeth. Groaning in pleasure, he reached down to unfasten his breeches and free his straining cock from his codpiece. It sprang forward, eagerly pushing towards the naked, supine body before him. Throwing off his tunic as well, he leaned down, his fur chest rubbing against her smooth stomach as he feasted on her sweet skin. He sucked one nipple before tonguing his way to the other, one hand stroking his pulsing cock. After a few blissful moments of savoring the taste of her he noticed that her breathing had become erratic, and those sweet rosy lips were parted and panting, though her lashes still rested upon her cheeks. His cock jerked in his hands as he realized she was receiving as much pleasure from his touching her as he was. Suddenly, a wicked grin crossed his face and he abandoned her heaving globes, slick and glistening from his ravenous tongue and nipped and nibbled his way down her abdomen to the thick mound between her thighs. Her breath was coming in gasps now, but she showed no signs of rousing. Lifting her legs to place her ankles behind his shoulders, he rubbed his slightly stubbled cheek along the silky smooth skin of her inner thighs. He could feel her tiny body begin to tremble, and he wondered if she might be ticklish. Releasing his cock, he placed his hands on her firm-ass cheeks and spread her wide exposing her bright pink slit. He could see that she was wet, her juices covering her pouting pussy lips with a glossy sheen. He breathed in her scent, a mixture of her honey skin and a sweet and salty almond. Unable to wait any longer, he dipped down to taste her, his tongue running the length of her slit. She was both bitter and sweet, and as he neared her hooded clit, he heard her let out a soft moan. Startled, he glanced to her face but it seemed she still slumbered, so he lowered his head to taste her once more. Her body trembled again and again as his tongue ran along her juicy folds, tickling around her tight bud, tempting it to come out from its protective hood. Finally it jutted forth, exposed to him, and he flicked it lightly with the tip of his tongue. The sleeping princess let out a short gasp and began panting heavily. Encouraged, he flicked the tight bud over and over, watching her face as her brows knit together and her head began to thrash, her fingers gripping the sheets tightly. His tongue continued its play, mercilessly running it from the bottom of her lips up to her clit, over and over, until she began to let out soft little mules of delight. He knew she was ready, and slid one finger inside her slick, hot sheath while his lips wrapped around her pulsing clit, sucking gently as he stroked her throbbing pussy. The princess's back arched, thrusting into his mouth as her body was racked with a powerful orgasm. Her juices gushed into his mouth, dripping down his chin, and he took his painfully engorged cock into his free hand, grunting as he thrust several times. Feeling his sack tighten, and the princess's body beginning to relax, he raised himself up and pumped his fist over his throbbing shaft until his hot cum spurred out onto her soft white stomach. 
For a moment his eyes remained on the sight of his seed, shot onto her milky flesh, then he looked again at her face. Her eyes remained closed, and a sweet smile curved her lips. Finding a linen handkerchief, he gently wiped his cum from her body and tenderly slid the night rail back on her body, covering her with the blankets, so that she was exactly as he found her. He closed his codpiece and trousers around his spent cock. Sir Jamie leaned forward to gently place a loving kiss over her lips. The princess's eyelids fluttered and she opened them to stare at him with deep emerald green eyes. Her smile became shy, and she flushed in sweet confusion, her body still humming from the pleasure he had brought her, but unaware of why she felt this way. He smiled back his eyes smoldering into hers as he extended a hand to help her rise from the bed in which she had been imprisoned for a century. The End